0: Welcome to the John Serenitas Real Estate Podcast. I'm John Serenitas, agent over at HomeSmart First Class Realty in Easton. We've got a great show planned for you this week. Chris Hoyle, who is a loan officer at Washington Trust in Walpole, will join us. Chris will answer a lot of questions that a lot of you probably have. He's going to talk about uh, the process of applying for a loan. He's going to talk about the different loan programs that are available to first-time home buyers. We're going to talk a little bit about interest rates and why it's probably a good time to buy if you're thinking about buying because interest rates are low. And due to the fact that it is an election year, they're probably going to stay low for the rest of the year. Chris is going to get into some of that. He's also going to tell us a little bit about himself, his background in the business, and his experience. So if you're thinking about buying and you haven't been pre-approved yet and you need a loan officer, you're going to want to listen to this week's podcast because it's going to be chock full of information about that part of the buying process. Chris is somebody who I highly recommend. I've worked with him before. He makes the process easy. So you're going to want to listen to this week's episode because it will help you prepare to apply for a loan and position you to buy either your first home or your next home. Chris Hoyle from Washington Trust joins us when we come back back to the John Serenitas Real Estate Podcast. I'm John Serenitas, and I'm now joined by Chris Boyle, loan officer over at Washington Trust in Walpole. Chris, how are you this evening? I'm
1: doing excellent, John. Thanks for having me. How you been?
0: I'm doing all right. I can't complain. People stop listening. And quite frankly, given the world we're living in now, my friend, I don't think complaining is going to do you much good anyway.
1: <laughs> nobody wants to hear it, brother.
0: No, nobody does. Nobody does. Well, Chris, I want to first off thank you for taking the time to uh, come on my podcast this week. Obviously, with everything that happened with COVID-19, the spring season's been pushed back, if you will. And as you well know, that's the busy season in the real yep. estate world. So late summer, summer, possibly early fall is now going to be our, quote, spring season. So with that said, before we get going and, and, and we talk a little bit about the, the process of applying for a loan and, and yeah. uh, interest rates and all that good stuff, tell me a little bit about yourself and your experience in this industry.
1: Yeah. So, John, I've been in this industry for uh, going on over 22 years. So I've been through it all, seen it all, ups and downs in all the arounds, you know. Um, yeah, it's been great. It's been fun. We've had some challenges lately, as you said, with COVID-19 and with lending and stuff and things yeah. tightening up. Credit scores, you know, increased to 640 for minimum scores for a lot of programs out there that were lower at one time. So, yeah, there's been some changes, but we just we roll with the punches and get through it all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And certainly, obviously, because of COVID, uh, that there's been some more stringent restrictions placed on the the borrowing process, if you will. And and, and I think it's important that potential buyers know that. Not, not that it was right. easy to procure a loan before COVID-19. Obviously, as we all know, that all changed after 2008. But uh, I think it is important that potential buyers know that you could you 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 will notice some differences if you're attempting to enter the market now. Now, with that said, if people are looking to enter the market, why should they go with you? Why should they go with Washington Trust?
1: Well, first of all, they should be coming with me just because of my experience alone. I'm always here to help you. I'm I'm a service guy. I'm here to, to help you from beginning to end of the whole process. Washington Trust has been a bank that was founded in 1800. We're one of the oldest—we are the oldest, excuse me, community bank in the country— and we've got some great programs. So not only do we have the best of everything, so we have correspondent lending, we have brokered lending, and then we have our own own money as well. So we do portfolio loans. So if you fit outside the box, it, we can make you fit into one
0: of our portfolio loans possibly as well. So we have a little of everything. Now, talk to me a little bit about the application at Washington Trust. If let's say you're a first-time home buyer. Yep. And I think it's important and one of my goals with this podcast Chris is to educate first time home buyers because you may think you know what the process entails but until you actually dip your toes in the proverbial water you have no idea and in this right. image of Zillow and Trulia and realtor.com uh, I, there's kind that of, there's this mentality that you know what I don't necessarily need an agent I can do all of that I can go look at places but most people don't realize that you don't just go on Zillow and find a place you like and go look at it.
1: Right.
0: You, you, you need to be pre-approved if you're a serious buyer. So yeah,
1: absolutely. So the, is,
0: the, okay. the,
1: the one thing that nobody understands is how important your credit history is. It really, truly is. And nobody teaches this to you as a child growing up in high school. It, it's the most important part of the whole process. You have to have good credit to get the best programs and the best rates out there. So that's the first thing. So people should be looking into their credit scores and making sure they're where they should be. And to have the best programs out there, you want a score of at least 760 or higher. That's the goal. I mean, you can get loans with a minimum of 640 credit score, but that's what you want to do. You want to work on your credit and make sure you get the higher score you get, the better program you're going to fit in. So the first thing they want to do is complete an application with somebody like myself. And that application is going to tell me a story about them. It's going to tell me what their monthly income is, how long they've been in their job, how much money they have to put down. Those are important factors for the process. That'll help determine what you're going to be able to qualify for for a monthly debt for your housing. So, and and, now go ahead. I was just going to say so that's the most important first fact is that we got to know your whole story. You got to fill out an application. Once the application is filled out, we pull up your credit, we find out what your credit history is, and that information is all going to dictate what programs you actually qualify for.
0: You know, and it's funny, too, because a lot of the times people have this perception that I have this much money in the bank, I have this saved up, um, I, I think I need to put down 20%, so I think um, I think if, if I can get to this point, I'll have... Uh, I'll have enough to put down and and then I can buy a house. And and you make a great point that it's not just that the credit score is such an integral part of this process really is because you said it earlier, right? It affects the kind of, of program you could potentially get into, which brings me to my next question. Yeah. What type of programs are there out there today for first time home buyers in Massachusetts? Yeah. So for the
1: first time home buyers, you don't have to come up with 20% to put down you can come up with a minimum of 3% to put down on on some of these programs. And in fact, they actually have down payment assistance programs. So even if you don't have 3%, there are some programs that you may qualify that will give you the 3% as your down payment.
0: You know, and and it's funny because a lot of times that's the other issue is that a lot of potential buyers aren't necessarily educated on that part of the process either. Correct. I know I've talked to, to clients in the past that have said to me, Okay, so tell me about the programs that I can get into. And one of the things that I I think people don't realize about this business is that the agent isn't a loan officer. The agent isn't a lawyer. We don't answer legal questions. Right. Uh, You know, we're not bankers. And so I think it's so important to match people up with the right loan officer, because that's the, the start of this journey, if you will. I view buying a home as a journey. And setting people up with a loan officer that you as an agent trust. And obviously, I've worked with you in the past. Yep. I've worked with people that have worked with you. We have great trust in you. If I didn't trust you, you wouldn't be on this podcast. Right. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but, but, but my point is, I think that people don't necessarily realize how important their relationship with you is. As important as their relationship is with me, yeah. it's in many ways just as important with you. Dude, you're, you're
1: really the captain of the ship. You know, you're steering this whole thing from the beginning
0: for your clients. Yeah, and, and, and I think despite doing that, I think that they seem to have this, some some potential clients seem to have this attitude that loan officers are a dime a dozen and I'll find one. I mean, you just, you just give me three or four names. And it's like, no, yeah. it's not as simple as flipping through a Rolodex here. I want to set you up to succeed in this exactly. process. Exactly. And if I'm going to set you up to succeed, I'm going to set you up with people I trust and know will take care of you. And, and, and sometimes they, people have these visions in their heads of what they can afford or can't afford. And the loan application process is a little bit of a reality. Right. Job, That's what you say.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's what's going to dictate to tell you what you do qualify for and what you don't qualify for. You know, they got to think of also their monthly debts, what they have, car loans, student loans, all that stuff comes into a factor as to, as to what you qualify for. So, yeah, it's very important to fill out an application and get that done first before you start looking at home so you actually know what you qualify for. Yeah, and, that, and
0: that's the important, important part of it for us as agents, because once we know what they've been pre-qualified for, we can then base our search on that. And, and the way I like to do it, and most agents do it this way on the buy side, is, is look, that's our cap. Right. And right. we need, that's as far as we're willing to go. Now let's put up a floor on this and start looking at properties within those two numbers and and see what we can find. And and I think that, again, it's so funny when you're working with people that are new to this. And and of course, they're new to it. So they don't know. And just like anything else, I mean, when when you try something for the first time, you're not an expert at it. Um, I I think it's a real awakening for them that this idea that you're going to buy a a $500,000 house on uh, on a salary of forty five grand a year, it ain't going to happen. Right.
1: It's not reality, unfortunately.
0: It's not reality, unfortunately. But I think that that honesty and that truth is important because my goal is to not only get my clients into the right house, but I want to get them into a home they can afford. And that's right. where you come in because Absolutely. you guide that for me. Yeah. Our, all of our
1: common goal here is to make sure that somebody's in the right house they're suited for, that they fit into. Our goal is to get it done completely from the beginning, right, properly.
0: Now, obviously, people have a little bit of a background knowledge of the types of loans that are out there. But can you just give us a a Cliff Notes version on some of the basic loans that are out there for people that might not necessarily know much about loans and the loan process? So. What's the difference between a conventional loan versus an FHA versus a VA? Yeah,
1: so the conventional loans are your everyday loans that everyone's trying to fit into and qualify into. You know, they have 5% down for the minimum is is basically what you get into. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have a 3% down program as well, even if you're not a first-time buyer, as long as you qualify for that program. Then you go to FHA, which is the Federal Housing Authority, and they've given – basically, you're going to go the FHA route if you have less than – stellar credit so if your credit score is in the 600s the FHA program is ensuring that you'll you'll be able to provide payment for that house and if you don't it's it's been covered by their insurance if you were to go into default so FHA is really more for the person that has lower credit scores it'll let you get in there with the minimum of three and a half percent down and then you have veterans VA the veterans affairs mortgage and that allows veterans to get in with zero down because they've you know they've they've been here protecting and serving for our country so they can get in with as little as 0% down if they're a veteran. So those are the, the, you know, the quick differences of those types of mortgages. Now, are there any
0: uh, caveats with those mortgages? Like, for example, you mentioned the VA loan. Uh, If let's say you're a, you're a veteran and you apply for a VA loan, are there any caveats there? For example, can, can you buy a multifamily and, and rent out yeah, all three floors or you can. have to live on the premises? Yep.
1: If you it has to be for your primary residence, absolutely. It can go up to a two a multifamily as well. Single family or condo. FHA does the same thing as well. You can as long as it's your primary home, they'll let you b- borrow with FHA. VA and FHA only allow you to have it's usually just one of those loans for yourself. You can't have multiple homes with those types of loans. So con- conventional, realistically, you could have a primary home, a second home, and an investment property all
0: conventionally held. Now, obviously, with a conventional loan, the, 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 most people know that at least for a long time, you had to put 20% down. How much of that has changed now in terms of of the down payment and the percentage you have? Yeah, even
1: for conventional now, you you could go, you could realistically, theoretically, really go in with three percent down minimum, but for the you know five percent, ten percent, the more you put down, the better program you're going to get, and the lower your payment will become. So.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's extremely important, and that's why it's important for people to understand out there that that your credit score. And how much you can put down are the two key ingredients to this process. Because as Chris just said, you can get into a better program with a better credit score and more money to put down. It's really a a simple equation in many ways. Even though this part of the process can at times seem overwhelming, it's really not. If you position yourself, and as much as we like to think in this business that we don't rates are low, now's a good time to buy. At the end of the day, if you're not ready to buy, don't buy. You've got to position yourself financially, both in terms of your credit score and your savings to be able to buy. If you're not there, don't force it because next thing you know, yeah, you might be able to get into a program, but you didn't put enough money down. Your credit score was good, not great. And all of a sudden now you're, you're having to deal with a monthly payment that might be more than you can afford. And now you're struggling to make that payment. So, uh, I think it's so important that while, yes, there are a variety of programs out there and, and, and different types of loans, you have got to understand that it's important that if, when you decide you want to buy, you've got to be ready to buy. Talk a little bit about the agent-lender relationship and why is that relationship so important for the buyer? Why is it something where typically agents will go with lenders they trust, they'll go with loan officers they trust, It won't just go. Yeah, well, I've been in this business again for just over 22 years, and I've
1: learned that you only want to work with good people that know what they're doing. It just makes the transaction from beginning to end smoothly for everybody. So you work with people that you can trust, that you know, that know the business inside and out and get the job done properly from the beginning.
0: Yeah, and I think that's important. And and sometimes it's interesting to me because you'll get people that have been pre-approved. And if, if they've been pre-approved and then they come to you as an agent and say, hey, you know, we'd like to, to buy our, our first home or we'd like to buy a new house. We want to work with you on, on both sides or one side, whatever the circumstances might be. But but it that doesn't mean if you don't know the lender or the loan officer necessarily, you can't work with them, obviously, because right. you can. But it's certainly to your point, Chris, the transaction goes smoother if you have a relationship with that individual. Absolutely. And and that, it, and that's true for any part of the process. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah, it's the same thing with a lawyer. If you have a lawyer that that has done a bunch of PNS contracts with you, then if they don't have a lawyer, that's a person you recommend. So, I it's it's a relationship absolutely. business in, in every aspect, and I think that it's so important that for me on the agent side, I hook people up with people that they can trust. That, that I trust that they can lean on. Because at the end of the day, this is the most important purchase you're going to make in your life. And you want to make sure that you're surrounded by people who are going to make that process as easy as and possible. And have your best interest at hand. Absolutely. Now, yeah, and that's very important because I think a lot of times, I hate to say it, but there, and, and I don't want to discredit our business, but Every once in a great while, you will run into people in this business at all levels that are more about their bottom line than they necessarily are about helping people. And the way I see it in this business, Chris, and I know you see it the same way, we're talking about human beings here, not numbers. It's not about meeting quotas at the end of the month. Now, I mentioned interest rates earlier. Talk a little bit about interest rates right now and, and whether or not you see a change in interest rates as we go into the summer and into the fall. Obviously, it's an election right. year. On the surface, yes. you'd think that interest rates aren't really going to change. <laughs> but talk a little bit about what you're seeing right now in terms of the rates. And, and where I mean, rates go. right now are at histor- historical lows.
1: I mean, it's a great time for buying or refinancing. What's going to happen in the near future? I mean, really, your guess is going to be as good as mine. I'm reading articles all over the place, and the Fed doesn't want to have any increase in rate anytime soon. And they're talking 12 to 24 months. They don't want to increase anything but we'll have to wait and see. I mean, the mortgage-backed securities markets could change daily and, you know, we could see a little up, a little down. We don't know. But they are at historic lows. Yeah, and market, I, So
0: that's what's most important. Right. And it's funny because you mentioned the refi side of it. And of course, it was a report that came out last month that mortgage applications uh, were through the roof in the yep. month of May. And I think it's important for people to realize because I've had people say to me, "Look, I want to buy right now, but there's not a lot of houses out there, and I don't really feel like competing for them." And there's truth to that. I mean, we're looking—you know—we're dealing with historically low inventory. But you're also dealing with historically low rates, right? So I think that that's the important part here. Is that two things? One, if you want to buy in your position to buy, i.e., your credit score is good and and you have money to put down, enter the market. Don't don't let that. Don't let that distract you away from entering the market, what the inventory count is or whatever else, because you want to capitalize on these rates being good. But conversely, if you already own, now is as good a time as ever to yeah, refine absolutely. It Because it, let's face it, regardless of what happens in November, you and I yeah. both know this, Chris, the landscape of, of interest rates can vastly change in January of absolutely. 2021. And, and once that happens, if you're in a position to refinance and let's say you haven't refinanced in the last five years, then you know what? Now's a good time to do that because you may not get that opportunity again, especially if you're, if you're pretty early on in a loan, you might want to jump on that and refinance now so that you can save yourself some money because eventually rates are going to go back up. Now uh, tell, tell our listeners here how they can get in touch with you. And, and how they can find you online and where you are. Yeah, so our located. office is, my office is in Sharon,
1: Massachusetts, right on Mer- 1 Merchant Street. And um, they can reach me on my cell phone anytime, 508 566 4050, or email me. And uh, that's CJHOYLE at WASH, WASH, trust, TRUST. Mortgage, M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E.com. Um, there's a website for me as well. And off the top of my head, I can't even remember what the the, uh, the site is. So I'll have to get back to you on that one, brother.
0: That's all right. That's all right. Let us know and we'll make sure that uh, we share that with our listeners. Chris, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy day. Uh, my pleasure, to talk dude. With Thanks us. for having me again. Uh, I appreciate it. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the John Serenitas Real Estate Podcast. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Twitter, you can find me at HomeSmartFCR. You can also find my Facebook page, John Serenitas HomeSmart. And you can find me on Instagram. It's also John Serenitas HomeSmart. And if you have any questions about buying or selling a home, Feel free to email me. You can email me at, at gmail.com. That's S A R I A N I D E S Realtor at gmail.com. All lowercase. I'm here to service you and your needs. Home Smart First Class Realty. We're here to service you and your needs. If you ever have any questions about selling or buying a home. Contact us and we will make sure that we make the process as smooth and as painless as possible. Our goal is to serve you and to serve you well. Until next week, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon.